You got questions lined up? I got questions. Yeah. You got answers. Okay, here we go. Check one, Stacey, two. Check one, two. There? I'm good. How are we doing just over there? Just put it. Just put it on. Oh, your mic sounds so good, Stacy. Oh, great. All right, my earphones. Oh, I hear someone outside driving by. They know you're here. <laughs> are you going to do that first and then come sit over here? Because I was going to push this back. I think I have to hit. Oh, wow. Huh? All right. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This week is our 25th episode, and I'm thrilled that we have Anthony Lacascio and Stacy Lacascio. They stopped through St. Paul on their summer tap tour, and we got to, a chance to talk with them in their Airbnb. And we we got to talking about multiple things, but one of the things that he talked about was sometimes when you don't get the gig after your first audition, and you still end up later on booking that gig anyway. We talked about that. We also talked about well, actually, he called me out because last week on episode number 24 with Mr. Josh Nixon, it turns out Josh Nixon was never a tap dog. And so I I don't know how my paths got crossed there, how my wires were crossed, what happened. But it uh, turns out he wor- he's worked with a bunch of people that were in there and many of other people as well. But it turns out he was never in tap dogs. But today, Mr. Anthony Lacascio. He was in Tap Dogs for over 17 years, so he's got plenty of stories. He was also talking about when he went to the New York Public Library at Lincoln Center and got to see Master Juba's silks, and he got to go and watch Bring Into Noise, Bring Into Funk with Jimmy Tate and some students. So it was just he, he's got a great story about that coming up, and also my brother Andy, he has a brand new song out. It's called Music After All. That's going to be premiering at the very end of this this week's episode. And that is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. All right. So there's so much there's so much more than that also coming up today. And now we're going to have a quick, painless brief. I promise. It's going to be a brief word from our sponsors and we will get right back to it with Anthony and Stacy Lacascio. So I think I have to hit hands-free. That deal will just go live. So here we go. Checking connection. Checking. You're now live. It says we're live. So we're going to attempt to do a podcast today. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to record the podcast. We sure are. Yeah, here we go. All right. Can you make it? Enjoy. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's all it's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Sound effects will be added later. They will be so good, too. Like that, there's going to be a police siren sound? Yeah. That we put in there? <laughs> you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear it all. It's almost like we have microphones around. What? <laughs> here, it'll sound like they're driving past the, the building where we are right now. And then I'll make it fade out. <laughs> we were talking about microphones when you brought up. You like you've that? spoken about mics a couple times. The, uh, you guys sound good over there. I have yeah. to say, you have you have a nice full voice. <laughs> We've tried to get him, to, or we want to get him to do some voiceover work. Check, check, I would love that, <laughs> dude. Just get it like a little recorder, and you can do it yeah. from, from your hotel room. Yeah, it's like that now. Well, we used to yeah, do radio is. interviews to people at the radio station. Mm-hmm. You ever think about going into radio? I said, "Why do I look that bad?" Yeah, you've got a face that's made for radio. Uh-huh. That's what they tell me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right, so 
Welcome everybody to the Have Tap Shoes Will Travel podcast. We are thrilled today to have Mr. Anthony and Ms. Stacy Lacascio <laughs> in the building. That's good. We are in St. Paul. And that's that's I I'm gonna do the double check the name at the beginning of the podcast uh-huh. move. Lacascio. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And it, like you put the cash in Lacascio. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not gonna make fun of everyone's name when they come on here, I promise. Okay, so I have a whole bunch of things on here to talk to you about. But you know what? All this all this can wait for now. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you guys are on your summer tap tour. Yes, sir. And you've got a hashtag that's associated with it. If you want to see a little bit more about these adventures, I'm just going to tell you about it right off the bat. Hashtag summer tap tour. Yeah, that's it. You're correct. <laughs> We've been doing that for years. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so now we got like this... this, this system that we're going to try to follow i went to florida for years down that way yeah and then eventually i started going from florida and i drove with my friend jen vermes who's awesome she's she does she has this um a noise complaint she has a cosplay (laughs) she has a cosplay tap dance company called noise complaint it's fantastic just a little so it's like flat on both of you yeah and um i don't want to give too much preference one way or the other just want to make sure you're, you're sharing the mic yeah we're yeah. working out these details. No, so her and I used to drive around together, and then eventually it became more than Florida, and then uh, Stacy and I had met at some point. I was like, hey, you want to kind of jump on board with this kind of this thing we do? And yeah. um, eventually we, we do a trip to Florida and back, so we hit Maryland, and uh, Chris Collins is out that way, and um, and then we, we go over to, what do we go, Southern Dance Masters of America mm-hmm. do we go to? And we kind of hit that stuff up one year. And then another yeah. year we'll go somewhere else. We'll go, then the year after that we drive out to California and back. And So how many years have you been doing the Summer Tap Tour? God, I don't know. About five years maybe, Stace? In a row? I don't know. Oh, God. I've been doing this since I did Tap Dogs. I, when we did oh. Tap Dogs, I would find studio like at the people would wait the stage door for us and then you'd meet people people yeah, own was. studios yeah. right and then you want to go teach so i go teach and i uh, used to be me and fulham and eric uh, jeremy fulham and chris eric and i yeah taught all over the place when we first started doing tap dogs we loved it um because i mean i grew up in a studio so if it wasn't for studio tap i, I wouldn't have right. had the deal yeah. right that's where we so, all got our start it seems like yeah well a lot or, of us not we of, all who am i talking about like well it used to all be you had to learn from one of the masters but then there was this yeah. interim point where there was some good tap in some studios where, you know, it started producing these these pretty good tap dancers, really good tap dancers. So it was exciting to see that they were coming from more than one source, that we were having people that enjoy tap dancing and got to learn how to do it, and it was coming from more than one source. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what festivals and workshops did for me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, going and seeing multiple people on a weekend at the same time. Yeah. That was, it was a nice little diversion from when you're teaching. You're, you're always taking from the same teacher all the time, maybe. Yes. Well, the, to answer your question about Summer Tap Tour, it's, it's kind of extended from that. Because then I lived in California for a while, and I would come home to visit family during the summer or things like that. And I would travel to studios and just stop in and teach. And eventually it became the Florida thing. So it's, it's always kind of been there, but it hasn't been the way it is until the way it is now until the past couple of years where we're picking a route we're driving that route we're networking with people want to introduce ourselves want to meet them in person yeah. that's how Danny Hopter created dance conventions yeah is he went to the places and sold records now the musicians weren't always thrilled but dance studio owners loved him because they saved he saved them money so they were able to do more right you know what I mean yeah so uh, you know things change technology changes they play in records it wasn't a lot of musicians but then from doing the records he eventually started teaching while he was there as well right and then it became they were in 
station wagons <laughs> driving around and teaching in studios. And it was a caravan, so it became Dance Caravan. That's where it, That's where it came from. Yeah, and then eventually the Stone family was in it as well, right? Um, so the first two were Dance Caravan and Dance Olympics, which... Olympics or Olympics, Olympus? Olympics, which oh. had to change um, to name. Olympus. Oh. Because you're not allowed to word, use the word the Olympics. You're so, not? No, you're no, not it's, it's, it's like copyrighted and stuff like that. You have to be special if you're going to use that. Yeah, you have to be associated with the Olympics. <laughs> That's the only Olympics that they'll <laughs> you let you get away with. Yeah. You have to be McDonald's. You have to sell french fries sure. to people to, to be part of the Olympics, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to work. It's works. a big deal. Yeah. I'll never be in the Olympics. I think I'm, I'm past the point of, I don't even know what I'd go in for. I think I wanted to be a figure skater. Figures. <sighs> I begged my mom to let me train at Bella Caroli's gym and be Mary Lou Retton when I was a kid. Yeah. The my gym brother lived in you. Houston and I was like, he'll take me. You saw the Wheaties box. You're like, I'm in. No, I saw her doing gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah. She has. I even had the leotard. Stacy doesn't talk about it a lot, but she has <laughs> fantastic dance training. Go ahead. Who have you danced with, Stacy? And then she was in Sesame Street Live. So she taught as well professionally. Yeah, I, keep yeah. For, I also keep forgetting that we're we're on we're we're live oh, yeah. right now. No, we're live. It's, so I keep it's neglecting our live audience. And hello, everyone. Hi, live audience. We <laughs> we don't have a fourth person to stay to be over there and chat with you and stuff like that. But believe me, we're here for you. Plus, I don't. They're, they're not hearing what's actually going through these mics. They're just hearing what's going through the camera mic. Yeah. So yeah. it looks right. like maybe a little more elaborate of a setup than what you're actually hearing. But I I'm glad you're there. Yeah, and I'll I'll go through the comments. I'll definitely go through the comments later and. Yeah. Try to reply if people ask questions and stuff like that. So if you have questions, <laughs> ask away. You know I love to share. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. And it looks like some people are kind of posting in it. Maybe yeah. at yeah. some point we'll scroll through it a little bit and yeah. find out. Totally. Totally. Awesome. Um, but no, I want... Uh, who did you, who you, who you grow up dancing with a little bit there? Right, um, a lot. Chuck Kelly. Chuck Kelly. Um, which if you know Chuck did, Kelly, yeah. you know Chuck Kelly. <clears throat> and we... We did Lots a lot of, of acrobatics at my studio. Sure. So, but my dance teacher also learned from Bart Connor's coach back in the day. So we did. Now it's the the acrobatics now. I think that people are doing doesn't have as much. We used to call it stage acrobatics. Okay. Because you would just incorporate it into your dance. Sure. Even, so an acrobatic dance would have a little bit more acro than a regular dance, but it was still a dance. It mm-hmm. wasn't just trick and trick and trick and trick. And I think that, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's varied over the years and it varies who teaches it and, and what it looks like and what they want to do with a specific piece. But I don't think acro is just trick after trick after trick. Okay. The, I don't think key, anything is trick after trick after trick. But the key to... <laughs> Unless a, you're a magician. A great... <laughs> quote unquote if you're going to use the word acro routine yeah. is to incorporate the proper dance elements with it and let them take the ebb and flow of yeah of the tricks too anyway that was just about so acro, what's what's but... like a first trick that you learn when you're going to do like an acro piece what is what is like an early kind of trick that you learn um well it's like anything you know you have steps so you have to learn to roll mm-hmm before you can learn to cartwheel, and then you learn to backbend, and then you limber, and then you... Which one's uh, limber? Limber is after you learn a backbend, you could kick up into a handstand, oh, yeah. go into a backbend, and stand up. 
But that's oh. just uh, a regular limber. Then there's an Arabian limber, too, which is from two feet over. And then you could do everything backwards that you could do forwards. Just like tap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right Right and left. Any dance. Uh, we always had to reverse everything. Yeah, sure. Wow. Tap, jazz, ballet, acrobatics, everything. So I, I can do the cartwheel on both sides. Uh, there you go. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> My lumbar won't let me get very limber. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. No, it's... Uh, Acro that's all I got. That's all I got. Right that's that's, that's, that's the line. The line to is do. my lumber will never get limber. Yeah. Got it. All right. Got it. So that, beyond that's the acro, my quote for the day. So wait. Tap jazz belly. Yeah. There so. were there were conversations that you wanted to have that I know that you wanted to have. I know we don't have oh, a lot yeah. of time because we got we're going to Forty Second Street tonight, which I'm stuck. You were about. mentioning though that last time you were here, Stacy, you yeah. you were in Sesame Street Live touring through. And well, you, it wasn't you touring through. Our production was outside of Minneapolis because it was that's based where the company here. is based. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. All v right. Corporation used to be. Now it's V Star. Okay. They do not hold Sesame Street Live anymore, but they do Paw Patrol Live and some other things. Sure. Um, they sold um, Sesame Street Live, so who, they don't. Do you know who who has it now? Feld, I believe. Feld. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, once it gets on that scale, yeah, I have no, it's a I whole lot different. It's a whole another level. But we used to rehearse at Fridley Arena. Yeah, That's where you were mentioning we would that. Have our production, which yeah. you said is no longer there. I believe they tore it down. I think Fridley. I saw. We have an alumni group <sighs> on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure someone posted in there about that. A little tear, <laughs> tear icon next to it. I was only there for like four years, so oh. it wasn't a big deal. Four, five, yeah. Wow. So what character did you play when you were on stage? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't understand that question. <laughs> um, well, I was best friends. <laughs> There's a funny story about this. Oh, what do you mean? I was best friends with oh. Ernie. Oh, she I see. For a couple best friends of years. Yeah. For a couple of years. Oh, and then really? I was really yeah. close with Rosita after that. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's how that yeah. works. Uh, yeah, cool, right? <laughs> we were we were in an interview. We were in an interview in New York on the Pat Shannon. Pat Shanahan. Pat Shanahan. Yeah, Shannon yeah. This guy who he he like works for the MTA or something like that, and he has this cable access show, and it's great. He does great stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're talking, and she said, "I play. I'm best friends with so and so." And he says, "Yeah, I don't know what." Oh, oh. so you play? You said so you, you were best friends with Ernie. With Ernie, and, and she and he says, "Oh, so you so play, play Bert?" Bert. <laughs> and she said, "No." And he's yeah. like, I, "I don't know. What do you mean?" That's his best friend. friend. Ernie friend. We know and, that. And it's funny because he's got a computer in front of him, and his father is writing into him. Right? You, you, what are you so doing? Insane. Don't you understand? Listen to what you're saying. You're ruining it. Yeah, exactly. It's really <laughs> funny. It's really funny. Oh, uh, I like the that eyes. one. Yeah. yeah. Best friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys had like a side thing going. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you have some stuff. You have some, you're yeah, writing on paper. What, you, what questions do you have? Do yeah. you have questions over there too? Is... Yeah, but you know, I, here's what I, here's what I normally ask people. I, I like to ask, tell us a little bit about yourself because huh. I feel like a lot of times people will give you some things that they thought were cool in their life in tap yeah, dancing. I... And then from there, then it usually... Brings us to other places. Uh, I grew I grew up in in, in in Howard Beach, Queens, New York, nice. which was a difficult place for a dancer to grow up, especially a boy dancer, right? Because that's not what everybody else there was. Um, so I dealt with the whole bullying thing all through eighth grade, which was 
which was that's like when it happens terrible. too, isn't it? Yeah, like, it was terrible too. End of sixth grade ish, somewhere in there, or maybe even fifth grade. It yeah, starts. right around sixth or seventh. I think right and, around sixth grade, I was yeah. I was begging my mother, please don't send me to hell today. I can't go back there. It's and it's weird, like around eleventh grade, then it kind of opens up again. And you're like, oh, actually, they think you're cool now yeah. because you do that. And it wasn't like it was public school. It was Catholic school. It was Catholic school. Okay. So it's, you know, you're taught to be really nice, I guess, but not, I don't know, right. it's weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. But no, so I did that, I went to Joe Stanford Dance Studio, uh, eventually I auditioned for a show in Monte Carlo, um, I got that job, it was really funny because I didn't understand the gentleman's accent who had hired me, mm. and he said I was going to be a turtle at one point, I had to be a turtle, I had to crawl across stage and do a turtle tortoise and a hair thing. What did you think he said? Um, I understood turtle, but then he also said pat it. And I thought he said parrot. So I'm like, what the heck? Am I joining the zoo? Like, what's yeah, what going on here? And what it actually was, I had to be a pirate. So I had to have a pirate. I had to, I had to fight like a pirate every night with this, other, with this other dude. And he would take it seriously sometimes. He broke a couple of swords. Oh, my like God. If I wasn't defending myself, he would have hit me. Yeah, it totally um, sounds like when you turn your head. Although, like, I, like normally in a conversation, that's how we talk. Yeah, I know. I want to look at you, but then we're looking at them, and <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, even like, know it. So, if you want to turn it, you can turn it. Whatever you got to do. Oh, so, okay. Everyone's going to know what's going on. So no, so I, I went to Monte Carlo. I did that. I opened up with Stevie Wonder, who was one of the nicest guys you ever meet in your life. And sitting in his mind. rehearsals was awesome. Just sitting, listening to him, work with the band. Like, that's and how actually they interact. Stevie right now. Yeah, it's just so cool. Uh, we were in the Monte Carlo Sporting Club. Stevie Wonder, Natalie Cole, Earth, Wind & Fire, and a couple of European stars. Oh, man. Uh, and then we did two different shows. So we were the, I was one of the two tap dancers. Um, Who was the other one? Do you remember? I want to say Jamie. Jamie. No, no, we didn't stay in touch. That's okay. Yeah, we didn't stay in touch. Sometimes uh, but you Tyler, don't. But, Tyler, but there are some people I still am in touch with that show, including Tyler Hayden, who was a tap dog for a while, nice. and Dante Henderson, who was in the movie Men in Tights. He did part of oh. the opening. Yeah. So there was, some, there was some cool connections there. No, not, not Tice Diorio. He, he, he was in there, too. Who? Oh, was Tyson Men in Tights? His name was Keith at the time. Yes, it was so, Keith but, at the time. I, know, I, knew him when, I knew him at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I knew him at that time. Yeah, he was we in Men in Tights. at Manhattan Dance Project. He was in Along LA Underground Kim, as well. Oh, God. Kimberly. Kimberly, I'm so sorry. I can't think of your last name right now. Um, but Kimberly Michaels? A, no, no. I'm bad. That's bad, Anthony. I'm not good with remembering names and stuff. So, so I did the Monte Carlo thing. I opened up for those people, came home, toured at a dance studio for a couple of years, and then... Yeah. Someone's like, hey, you need to audition for this show, Tap Dogs. So I was like, all right. Um, I Let's auditioned in fall of 96. Wow. Um, there was about 700 some odd people there. Wow. It was Lafayette by Lafayette, wherever it was. And, um, and I got down to like the last six or eight people. And in, the, in that six or eight people was myself, Gil Stroming, yep. and uh, Rocket, Jeremy Kisman, Rocket. And Gil and Jeremy got the job. I didn't get the job. It was the first time I had an improv. Right. I didn't have a, like improv and live music wasn't really in my life. I mean, that's, that's not 100% true. Live music was in my life when I did Monte Carlo. Oh, God, Bill Fain. Shout out to Bill Fain. Um, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing composer, musician, and he's worked with everyone. He's worked with everyone. So wow. anyway, yeah. So um, I lost track. Do you know where I was? I knew I was going to do that at some Monte point. Carlo. Yeah, Monte Carlo. And Tap Dogs. Well, audition yeah so tap dogs audition that was good that was really good folks that was really good he's paying attention so i got down to the last couple of people and i didn't get it i didn't get it but jeremy and gil did and um tell them why oh i didn't get it because i never that improv thing threw me and um the person next to me had no timing i don't know why he was in that last group mm. unless they needed somebody who had his look and mm. dino just felt like 
he could get that guy straightened out, <laughs> uh, which Dino could straighten people out. That's that's no doubt about it. <laughs> Come on, mate. You You're talking about yeah? Dean Perry? Yeah, Dean Perry fella. Yeah. yeah. Fella? Yeah, Dean Perry fella. <laughs> Dean Perry Dean Perry's one of my favorite people ever. We're in L.A. We're getting ready. to. We're, we're doing the show. I'm not on right now because they were setting up the second cast, which is the story behind it. story behind everything. Yeah. story behind that, too. So... Dean, I see Dean on the way to rehearsal one morning. I'm going about to go to rehearsal. Dean knocks on my door in LA. I go, mate. Yeah, I'm about to go to rehearsal. I got to take off. He's like, yeah, you're not going to rehearsal. I'm like, Dean, I'm going to be late. He's like, nah, you're with me. If you're with me, you're not late. Oh. You walk in when I walk in, and you're not late, mate. I was like, all right. <laughs> so he had me take him to breakfast. What? So yeah, so we get in his convertible Mustang, and we're nice. cruising through LA. And he had me take him. I think we went. That might have been the first time I had. Roscoe's chicken and waffles, or oh, man. something like that. I don't know. It was it was significant. It was yeah. significant. It was so yeah. Dean Perry, but yeah. So I did. I I, I auditioned he for was Tap Dogs. Someone. Oh oh right. So I had just said that. So at the audition, I was a teacher for years. Yeah. So instead of like trying to blow the other guy away, when we were doing the step, I was like slowing down a little bit for the other guy, like let him catch sure. up and sure because you know, I wasn't in that mind. That's not where I was at. Mm. You know. I was, so anyway. Um, it wasn't the best showing of your skills, you feel, too, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It may have been the best showing of my teaching skills, but not the sure. best showing of my I want this job skills. So you feel like they were observing that part of you, too, and then they were like, this guy seems like we can work with him? Or what do you well, think? For me? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know what they thought about me at that point. How did you get but, the gig then? Okay, so here's oh, the best part. We're getting part. there, right? A couple, right. A couple of months later, now they were in New York. Okay. And Gillen and Rocket were swings in the show. That's oh. when Darren Disney was in it, and Dean, Dean was dancing, and Some Brian of the original Bur- cast. And Billy Burke, and yeah, and Chris Hawsey, and Drew Kaluski, who I took over for. The amazing, one of my favorite people ever, Nathan Sheens. Wait, Drew Kaluski, you were best friends with him, in. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that in Tap Dogs. No, no. I was the enforcer is who I was. So, yeah. So, the original guys do it. Did I mention everybody? Ben Reed, if I miss someone, please forgive me. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for giving me that shot and let me be in that show with them. Because yeah. I'm one of the few guys who got to do it with Dean and all Australian people. Right. And I'm one of the few guys who got to do it in New York yeah. uh, out of the Americans. I'm the first American to get a standing role in the show. Right. And I took over for, for, for Drew. But, again, I come back a couple and of months later. And they didn't see later. it in you at the first audition, though. What's they, that? That's the thing. Like sometimes you might not yeah. get the gig right away, right. but like so, you, you got to keep going. Right. You so keep doing so that. Gil, Gil and Rocket got the gig right away, and they were swings. But when they came back to New York and auditioned again, yeah. I went back. Yep. With a different with a different frame of mind now, because now I knew more about the show. I was like, I think I kind of want to do this. I don't know. This is this is interesting. This is kind of cool. <laughs> Until um, I saw it the first time, before I actually did it, I was like, "You guys are freaking crazy!" Yeah. When you see it live that first time, it's very, it's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um, but I saw anyway. it here for the first time. Yeah. You saw it here in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So it was, I it go was to the original cast, though. Yeah. It was, it was all those guys that you were saying. So I go back to the second audition, and Dean, I find out later, rem- remembered me when he saw me and knew he was going to hire me, but he didn't tell me that right away. He did auditions for ten days. <laughs> Every day, at the end, every day, he says, all right, mate, yeah, yeah, you come back tomorrow. So he made me come back every day. He knew from the first day, he told me later, I don't know if he'll remember, but he told me later, he knew from the first day that he was going to hire me when he saw me and remembered me. But he made me come back every day just to... He put you through the ringer. Yeah, he put me through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I got the job, and I got to do it in New York. And they I call got to that do vetting, it right? Yeah, that was, that was definitely vetting at that time. It's kind of like with restaurants with you guys. As you go to different cities, sometimes you need, you need to kind of vet these places out. We do, out yeah. Sure we do, because we got a lot of food out. Harvard right. Stacey and I got a lot of food out. What are you saying, Stacey? When oh, did you, did you audition, audition for Tap Dogs? I did, yeah. When did you audition for Tap Dogs? So it was out in New York, and it was... I want to say it was... 
either 97. Summer of 97. It was, yeah, it was in the summer. Right, I was already a tap dog. I might have been there when you were auditioning. when they were auditioning for the first tour, right? Well, they were auditioning for the, the tour go, was. Here's the going thing. out for Spot and Rover. We were out there for a dance convention that Andy mm-hmm. and Ricky Milan, they, were, they grew up dancing in the same this. class even. I remember this. Yeah, I was a little bit older, so I'd already graduated, but they were out there for nationals, and they both graduated in 99, so it was definitely before that, but I'm pretty sure it was 97, because I had graduated it for had sure be, by then. It had to be 97. Yeah. It had to be 97, because Tap Dogs was in New York, summer of 97, well, from like be- April, maybe March, March of 97 to maybe August of 97. Sure. We didn't get to stick around long because Noise Funk was down the block. Yeah. And they were the real tap dancing and we were the kind of like beefcake. Kind of like beef loud, beefcake, different, not well, the normal thing tap dancing. So it was like a, was, you know, yeah. Was sh- at the same time they were honoring and doing this new thing that Noise Funk would tap yeah, dance. for sure. Right? You had this thing going on and it just, we just, we didn't catch, we didn't catch on. That's, that's being out at, there at that with time, that yeah. was what, I, you know, I had auditioned for Stomp in March, I think, of that year. Right. And out in California. And, like, the original, some of the original people were there. Like, the people that created it were there. And, you know, <laughs> that was quite the experience. Stomp I was, like, 18. Di- Stomp directly affected Tap Dogs in a way that... Of, of a set piece. Not in a set piece. Yeah. In a set piece. Yeah. If, when, if you see Tap Dogs as a George truck. Right. You have this red truck that lifts up. Mm-hmm. And we start dancing on an angle because all normal t- people dance on an angle. And it's split. And it's all split and it's jagged. And then they kind of go crawling through there it. There was some, st- I don't, yeah, and then we come through it and we jump across it and all that because we're crazy. Yeah. Um, and there's lights beaming through it. Yeah. I don't remember the exact details, but there's a story that goes that Stomp and Tap Dogs were on the same thing. It was like 95-ish, 6 before I was there. And something about entrances and exits or whatever it was. I don't want to put any, any dish truth out there, but I know that. Eventually, Dean's like, cut the thing in half and let people come through the middle. Oh. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay, so I, I I believe that's true. Yeah. S- you know, some things are fuzzy. Some things are real clear. <laughs> I just, I don't want to commit. Right. I don't want to get a call. I, hey. fella, stop telling stories You're on wrong. Radio Mike. You're wrong. I don't want to get a call from Dean Perry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not how I want it to go down. I yeah. mean, maybe it's about time he gives you a call. It's been a little while since you talked with him, right? Uh, well, hit him up. Yeah, Dean, Dean and I are connected. Like, oh, good, I just good, saw him yeah. in D.C. Perfect. Tap Dogs just ran again in the States a little bit. Are they doing a tour right now? <sighs> they did a little tour. There was rumors that they were going to go back to New York and maybe someone was going to buy them. And, oh. and I love, I don't think, I, I, I think, I think Tap Dogs really can, when you do that show and you meet that many people yeah. back after the shows at stage door, they're that excited about the show. Yeah. I just, I, I still think Tap Dogs could be a household name yeah. if it was presented again. It might have been too soon and too, like people might have been like, "Whoa, this is too much, too quick," especially right now. Oh, you know what I mean? Because it did really, it did really, really well, but it, it was only in New York for a little while, and I, I'd love to see that show in New York for a while. I, you know, tap dogs, yeah. but I'll sit around people and say, "People, what do you do?" Oh, I'm a tap dancer, which people usually don't believe me. So then I start telling them all sorts of jobs. Yeah, because um, they don't believe it anyway. What do you do? Oh, I'm a tap dancer. Oh, come on, what do you really do? I'm really a tap dancer. Yeah. But, Isn't that so um, str- some people are just like, you're a what? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll ask people. They would, so I was in a show. Oh, what show are you in? Tap Dogs. Yeah, I never heard of it. Have you ever heard of Blue Man Group? Yes. Have you ever heard of this one? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But not a lot of people have heard of tap. But if you ask dancers, and tap dancers especially, obviously, yeah. and people who are associated with dance, they always know the show, and they always just rave about it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I still think it could go to New York and just and be significant, very significant. Sure. Especially now Dean's son is doing it. 
Oh. So the last, the, I'm going to forget names. It's like a new generation. But the last group, yeah, Russo, first of all, Anthony Russo, who I just absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the lead, he played the foreman this last run. So he's tight and just great performer. What are the um, names of the characters? There's always six guys, There's right? six guys. Plus uh, like two musicians as well, I think. Yes. Like yes. percussionists. Right, we have, we have, they have two female percussionists now. It used to be two male percussionists and eventually... Uh, that became two female percussionists and they brought him down on stage and they changed it a little bit. Oh, okay. But originally it was two male percussionists. It was guitar, uh, keyboard. There was a lot less tracked music and the, yeah. the, the musicians had to be a lot more diverse. Jason Udolph, what up? That's one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. Jason and Bruce. Bruce was one of the, Damon and Norin and Nano and we had some, we had some good people over the years. Yeah. But um, that time I forgot the question. <laughs> what were we talking about? What we're talking what about the names of the characters. Oh, the names of the characters in yeah. the show. And then I squirreled. Uh, so we have the foreman. The foreman. We have second in charge. Okay. Then we have the enforcer. Um, then we have the kid, uh, the rat, the kid, and Funky. 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 Darren Disney was the original. That was the funky. snappy one? Uh huh. That was yeah. the original Funky, Darren Disney. Yeah. He, he always wore like some real tight, like Daisy Duke kind of shorts, yeah. right? That was always yeah. his deal. Yeah. And he always kind of had like a little bit of an attitude. As, as um, they went down the line, he'd kind of be the one that had the attitude. Sure, why not? And then there was one that everyone would kind of laugh. Well, are you talking about the triggers? We had these red triggers There's in front that, of us. Yeah, when it so we had the red around. triggers and there was the whoop trigger. And yeah, second, whoop. Yeah, second in charge used to get the, used to get the, the whoop trigger. And that would always um, get a great laugh. What about it, Stace? That's you got, so you and Trey were talking about the triggers inspiration yeah. Ah. from yeah. Tapped Off. Which actually that. Nick actually yeah. said that in, in the program that, he, that with the Michelle... Dor- saw this show. Oh my God, I'm going to say it wrong. Dorrance. Dorrance. Yeah. I, I always say Dorrance. It's terrible. I see dance and I botch names all the time. And it's like, this is one of the reasons why I don't like to talk and like be around. It's oh, don't let that prevent like, you. Just say the name uh, wrong. Who cares? I, I You'll figure it out. That. I hate doing that because I just realized it was trade Dumas officially with an S. Like yeah, you, I know. I know. I let me listen to that. <laughs> that was great. So, and he's from um, Chicago, yeah. Illinois, where so, you don't pronounce the yeah, S. Yeah, where well, you don't pronounce yeah. You already no, heard so, it. So I thought it was really cool that Nick had mentioned in the playbill because we saw that show in New York City. I always try to go to the Joyce when I can to see. Yeah. I love to go support other tap dancers and be in the audience. Yeah. It's a big thing for me. I love to do that. We, we yeah. Do that. We, we teach the kids that we dance with to do that as well, to just be in the room where it happens. You know? Yeah. More and more, I'm realizing how important that really is, is like, it doesn't even matter. We just need to be out there supporting people when they're doing yeah. the show. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's important. a certain point where I've had to realize that. And it's like, you know, really, it comes down to it. If other people are doing shows in the same space where you are in the same kind of market, I think there's nothing but good that comes from that as you're making people want to see tap more. And yeah. then and they go and see a good experience with your show, and then you have a show a couple months later. But yeah. They want to go see that too. You got to raise awareness. Yeah, it's got to raise it's awareness. Not an either or. I, I thing. like to raise awareness. I like to I like I like to raise awareness. That's important. That's good. And and through our work, you see us trying to raise awareness about tap dancing, about oneself, about life. Yeah, it's all important. It's, I think there's a spirituality that flows through. What's the Dorn's dance connection? Okay, so you had Nick. Oh and yeah, so I thought it was really cool that that he had mentioned Nicholas in Young. You're talking he about. was he was uh, influenced in one way by the tap dogs triggers when he created that right those those you know devices that they used yeah in in Michelle's show and I haven't seen them in practice I've seen photos of them but I haven't oh, you heard haven't, you haven't how seen they've them? used it oh they're really cool we, we saw them at the jo- were you there for that stage mm-hmm. you were there too yeah. could we go with to that I think Max Sam right Sam and Max two yeah. other tap dancers nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's a similar. What are I mean, we talking about? Mounting the piezo 
sensors inside of a board or in you know and yeah. putting a jack on it so that you can plug it in and have it be a sensor yeah you could add that to these type of like these omera Man, boards you I could have, you could mount that on the bottom and it would pick it I up i have so many ways that i kind of want to bring technology and tap together but i just don't have i don't know how, i don't know how to actually do the thing like i, I wish i had a a, te- yeah. a technologist wish well, i had a tap dance technologist exist. yeah yeah that's why I'm, that's why i'm getting out there more i want to meet more people and yeah. And talk to more people about projects and things that they may have in mind or, cro- or work and collaborating and all that kind of thing. It's, I like doing it's that. It's pretty simple to solder together that basic sensor. Yeah. And for drummers and things, they have, you know, like Roland makes really nice quality sensors that are made by a keyboard Roland company. Roland makes like that C board, oh, right? Yeah. The thing that does all the fingers. and They make electric drums and everything. Yeah. And those are, those are great. But the basic idea is that you have a, some people call it a piezo, some people call it a piezo sensor and it has usually it has two wires hanging off of it one's black one's red Mm -hmm. and you solder those to the two points on a jack and the jack is kind of like what you just plugged your headphones into sure that female jack i get that physicality so then yeah then you can easily just plug that right in so i I don't i'm always worried about saying things she'll tell you things that i say all the time when i pop it up and it's so funny yeah whole life ideas Um, just flowing yeah yeah so what i really want to do is i want to combine it with social media somehow of course like live in the moment. Like I want to be able to instruct people to do something like take out their phones. Yeah. Because they're doing it anyway. Right. And control what they do with their phone during the performance. Yeah. Like have them say, okay, during this piece, I want everybody to take pictures and, and text it to this number. And when they go out, there's a mosaic of yeah. the show with all of their pictures in it. If they hold their phone up to it, it shows them where their photo is. Line. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. I can think of these things, but I don't know how to do that. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to have a piece where we inspire. We we tell people we want to know how we're inspiring you right now. Tweet words, just one word, and have a word cloud that appears behind us while we're dancing. Nice. So that it's the live interaction. Yeah. You know, I want to bring the audience into it. If the, if if we've gotten to the point in society that people are tempted to take out their phone during live performances. It's because maybe we need to add more stimulus. I don't always think that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's something I think I'd like to experiment with mm-hmm. and see how an audience would react to following instructions, yeah. simple instructions, yeah. that maybe start from the day they buy the tickets. Maybe it's attached to an app. Yep. The show has an app. And then you follow the app and you have like this whole experience. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, that's very interesting to me. So things like, like when I say technology, I mean like things like that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that... That is where people are going with things. If you see things like Pokemon Go, you think you, know, <laughs> you, you have the Harry Potter. We play Harry app. Potter. You know, you've we got totally these, play Harry Potter. Yeah. Stacey and, I. and as you're as you're playing these things, you, I'm sure you're thinking like, how do you connect this? Yeah, and it's it's the well, ideas are there. People are there to do it's it. Been there, like especially when we did that, we did a, a Ponda Floor kind of music video kind of test thing when we were playing with what kind of music video we wanted to do for Tab Life for the first one. Yeah, and um, we I used a GoPro. And I thought, how cool would it be if we hid GoPros all over the theater so that when you're sitting there, you could open up your phone and see different perspectives and angles. Right. Right. And then Facebook Live it. Yeah. So that now the audience is putting... And, and, and I want to attach it to tap dance because I think if you're doing cool modern things... You're like, which angle do you want to watch it from? Right. Now, if you do cool modern... If you do these kind of cool modern things that people already relate to mm-hmm. and plug tap dancing into that show model, yeah. then I wonder what kind of audience that would attract. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and what, what that would do. 
Okay, I should stop talking about that. It would I open up. Told, I just said all the things. It would open up Stacey's what you're looking doing. At me like, why are you saying all this? Well, at that point, though, it would open up what you're doing to to a bigger audience across the world who would want to tune in. Right. Like when we, every versus, time we do something with Tap Life that we could do it, like Lucky to Be Alive, it's yeah. it's out there. So tell us about Tap Life a little bit. Tap Life. Oh, Tap Life started because I was moving back to New York. And I started dancing. I started teaching some classes at Broadway Dance Center. Yeah. Um, filling in, guest teachers, guest classes. And then I was out by, with Jen, my friend yeah. Jen. And my friend Tina's like, listen, people want to tap dance with you. I didn't, think, I didn't really know if people want to tap dance with me or not. And um, she was like, people want to tap dance with you. Let's tap dance together. And I was like, okay. So we started a group of a couple of adults that were just tap dancing in the city and doing Broadway Dance Center and going outside to work on choreography I wanted to do because yeah. you know I can't do that I don't want to make my class about that I don't want to right. make my so that was Tina and I saw Jen and we were down in Florida and it said salt life all over the place salt life salt life which is people who fish oh, okay. like boat. it's like some boat brand of fish they're salty right yeah well there's salt water so it's a salt life so um, yeah so we just started saying tap life all the time tap life tap life tap life came home I was like okay I'm gonna go let's go dance at the Big Apple Tap Festival yeah. I'm going to pay to go take class at the Big Apple Tap Festival because I want to meet who these people are right. and what's going on in the New York tap scene. Because even though I grew up there, I didn't have that in my life. I wish yeah. I did. I, I was there the whole time. I just didn't have anyone to connect me to it. I didn't right. know about it. It's, it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's, I still got to this that's point. That's your journey, it. man. That's, yeah. the, that's what all it is. Yeah. So, um, Stacey was... Yes, so we went, and that's when I met <laughs> Professor Robert Reed. And, yeah, yeah, and so we. What year was that? Twenty thirteen. Twenty. Oh, uh, really? Was that 2013, recent? Yeah, twenty thirteen. The last time I did Tap Dogs was twenty thirteen in South Africa. Wow. But after that, it was I was enough done. I was in and out for seventeen years. I loved it. After doing that show, I didn't want to do other shows. I like doing that kind of big, loud, aggressive fun. You know, so yeah. that that I was at that time. At that time. So, yeah, so I came back to New York and we went to Big Apple Tap Festival. We performed at the festival as a group with shirts that said hashtag tap life on it. Nice. As a reference to the life of tap dancing. Yeah. Because tap gives you a life. Right. Uh, or, you know, this is how it affects your life. And then at the end of it, you'll hear Brill Barrett in the original video go, yeah. <laughs> Diane Walker's there and, and Debbie D is there and Professor Hank Smith is there. Man. All the kids are there and they're dancing. And we danced to Blurred Lines, which I really didn't want to do. Oh, but God. so many people asked me to do it. We had my friend, or I begged my friend, begged. I'm saying it, Persico, begged you. Begged you. I begged my friend, Frank Persico, who's a brilliant song, singer-songwriter, uh, guitarist. He does that Lucky to be Alive uh, uh, that we do every year. We dance on a beach. He does The Eyes, that we did the music video with Eyes. So I begged Frank to cover Blurred Lines for me so that I had a cover the, to dance to. Sure. It. So we danced to that cover, and everybody loved it, and that was the beginning of Tap Life. So uh, uh, on the street that night, we were walking out, and Brill saw us. And this is when I really met Brill. He's like, hey, uh, like Brill, I freaking love him. And, and he From says, Chicago. what's the name of your company? Oh. And at that point, we weren't even a company. We just did. It's like, Tap Life. Oh. And that's it. We were, and we were Tap Life. Who said it? Tina? Tina, Tina said it. Tina that, said it. So that's when you had to commit. Yeah. But I mean, Tap Life is, I don't know what Tap Life is yet. Tap Life is we produce events. Yep. Um, we have a group of younger dancers who dance with us in a couple of locations. It's called Tap Life 2. We're trying to figure out how to really define what Tap Life 2 is now and how to 
give it's a, it's a tap dance enrichment program. Okay. So we want to get the kids at dance studios that are enjoying, or even adults, whoever it is, sure. that are enjoying tap and they want to get better at it, or they were good at it already, or they want opportunities to perform. There right. aren't dance competition because competitions don't give tap the love, and you know, and we provide an opportunity for them to dance together. What's up? No sound. No sound. No sound. Whoa! No sound. No way. Oh. Should I start it over? Yeah. Start it over. The sound <laughs> will come later. Just tell them we'll start over and the sound will come later. What were we saying? What were we talking about? Well, we're, it was amazing. Whatever. Yeah. She's still on it. Oh, so Tap good. Life. So, nice work. Yeah. So we have Tap Life too. We have Tap Life Remote. People could tap, tap could learn, you know, the kind of material we do remotely yeah. via this group online. Yep. Um, and then send me videos and then I give them feedback or Stacy gives them feedback or Rebecca, one of our dance captains, Rebecca Kennedy, who's a phenomenal tap dancer. Nice. Um, yeah, so we give feedback. So we have Tap Life, Tap Life 2, Tap Life Remote. You could go to taplifecompany.com yeah. and check it out. Slash education will bring you the education page. Nice. We do events. Um, I want to give back to tap dance in the area that tap dance gave me what I have which is in the studios yeah you know so I want to I want to I want the kids that want to learn that aren't getting it I want to give them give them give it to them because they're interested yeah. they're interested but then there's nobody sometimes they don't nobody bridges the gap for them right like they don't get the thing they need or uh, no offense not everybody should be a tap teacher and I'm not trying to be mean by saying that but I think people who know how to tap dance well should be tapped should be tapped teachers and who are excited about tap dancing should be tap teachers yeah and understand how to transfer the information in a way that makes that person feel good about what they're learning right and confident in it and it changes their life mm -hmm. and it and it, it gives them insight it's not just for da tap dancing it's for life we're yeah. not just teaching tap dance we're teaching life through tap dancing yeah. that's the gregory that's what gregory's hind said to me I know. I don't know if we, we talked about it. I know I've said it before. I always say talk about it. Say the quote one more time because it's, it's so worth important. saying. Go and, for and, it. Yeah, it's like, we, so I'm, t I'm talking to Gregory Hines. We're on the street in Manhattan and a little kid comes running up. Greg talks to the kid and then the kid runs away. I was like, wow, man, that was, that was great. That was awesome. He's like, well, we just don't teach tap dance. We teach life through tap dancing, which is one of the other reasons why I became tap life because it's so significant. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, solid. I've been having conversations with you since I started listening to this podcast. That was a solid flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're finally recording it. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, here's something else you mentioned that I want peep that I want to connect with you on. Yeah. And I want people out there to know uh, something we did with Tap Life Two. We went to the New York Public Library. You know what I'm going to say? Uh, are you talking about the film watching? Yes. No. So okay, we went to the cool. New York Public Library. Yeah. And we watched a film. Okay, but I'm going to tell you which one we so watched. So that's where it is officially, the New York Public Library. In, in Lincoln Center. Okay, and good we to went, know. And we went there. Yeah. And um, we invited Jimmy Tate to oh, come yeah. with us. You know From that Noise name. Funk. Yeah, yeah I saw well, him He's done five with Broadway. Him. Jimmy Tate has done five Broadway shows. Man. Yeah, why you got to be so damn good, Jimmy Tate? That's when we see Jimmy Tate. That's what I said. I, when I saw yeah. Noise Funk on Broadway, he was he was the one that he was in yes. it. Yes. Yeah, okay, great. So when I saw it, he was in it as well. Yeah. Was, so that's great. Yeah. And so Bakari. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so there were some things that confused me about the show at first. I, I didn't understand the whole grin and flash. I had mm -hmm. to learn more about it and what it meant. I, I wanted to understand more about give them flash and give them style. Yeah, 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 yeah. So big, I wanted to learn big, more big, about that. Big, big I, I also want to learn more about the relationship. It was um, with the doll. 
the doll. Um, uh, right? Uncle Hunkabuck. Yeah, so there was so there was some significant moments that I didn't know a lot about that I right. knew, that I wanted to know more Which about. Which like the Bojangles so was, and, yeah, and so Shirley was, Temple kind of thing. It was significant to me in that fashion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and how so, this little girl's like making more money than he is, but he's... Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. I didn't know tap. all the things. I didn't know all the things. I didn't know all the things. Yeah. Right, library. So we, we, we went to the public library yeah. with our kids and Jimmy Tate and wow. watched Noise Funk. Oh, my God. You get to watch it with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the kind of stuff. This is what tap life means to me is doing yeah. things like that. Yeah. But, we need, but I, we need the support. We need the people to kind of gather around with us right. and to be interested in what we're doing if we're going to continue to do it. So what does that room look like? Like how many people, what kind of, how big is the screen? And then we had a Q&A with him. We let the kids ask questions yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So. And he oh, gave man. me a private photo of him, Savion, and Gregory. And wow. then he autographed for me. He let us. He, he showed us one of Savion's shoes compared to one of his shoes, size wise. While we were wow. there, they took out the silks. Who's that, got a bigger foot? <laughs> Savion. Yeah, all yeah, right. Jimmy Tate's foot tight. Um, while we were there, they took out the silks that mentioned Master Juba dancing in New York City. What? Yes, the yes, silks. Was, What's the? What do you mean by silk? Before they wrote on paper, they wrote on silk. They wrote like these on this silk kind of material. Oh man! And it's and it's noted, and you could read about Master Juba. It was fantastic. Wow. I recommend anybody. It's free to do. Uh, I recommend anybody who goes to New York City to make that part of their deal. Any studios in the New York tri-state area? I, I try, man. What days they, are they open? I don't know. Maybe all of them. I'm not really sure. Maybe they close on Sundays. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I, I it, it, to to grow up and to get to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And not even know that I was so close to Swing 46. Right. That I was so close to what was going or on. Or Jimmy Slide was having all his weekly tattoos. Everything was going on. And I wasn't, and I was a kid. I, was, I could have went to more Phil Black classes. Right. I don't know if you know who Phil Black is. Or more, or more of these other things that are going on in the city. And I just didn't know and I didn't have a connection to it. To get here. I want, because going from Queens to Manhattan, I thought I was like, wow, we're going to Manhattan today. That's the big trip. Yeah. You know, it was, it was like a staycation. Right. So, you know, I want people to know travel is part of being a professional. Yeah. All right. And if you could handle traveling and moving your body around and doing things, it opens up the world to more possibilities. It opens you up to more possibilities in the world. And it right? expands your mind of what else. Is, Abs- yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're if, if you could hear me and you're in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Boston, any of those areas not, and you could get to if that's your source to go see Broadway shows yeah. or something like noise funk, bring a bunch of your tap dancers there. Go do a trip. Uh, I don't want to say stop bringing your tap dancers to, to dance competition, but I have this thing now. I, I judge for 20 years. I have this thing now where if you're going to spend this much money going to dance competition yeah. and not have a positive experience as a tap dancer because mm-hmm. you're not getting the feedback you want to need. Yeah. You're not getting heard because you're dancing on Marley. They, they make the music too loud. And I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying these are the facts right now, right? Yeah. So spend that money in other areas that could get your tap dancers excited about tap dance. Right. And... Let's say you set up a trip to go to New York to go see Noise Funk. Mm-hmm. And you contact me and say, hey, can you help me get in touch with Jimmy Tate? We want our tap dancer to be Jimmy Man. Tate. Right? Or something like that. Yeah. I'll be happy to connect you. And then they have this experience. Maybe you bring some people from the studio that are not tap dancers. Yeah. Now they go. Now you start to build your tap program. Right. Because you're excited about tap dancing. Your kids get excited about mm-hmm. tap dancing. So it's how all many, connected to How me, many people maybe. can you have watching it at the same time? Uh, was think? it like 30 in there maybe, Stace? There's maybe 30. That's and a good group. If you're bringing 30 people to Manhattan together, go see. How big is the screen? Fun. 
big enough for 30 people to sit in a room and watch it. Like, I mean, like this window, as here, big maybe? as that window. Yeah, man, so that that's, window. that's gotta be like, what, maybe like four feet by six yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That's a solid, like everyone can crowd around. Wow. That'd be great to watch I, the show. I, I like want to do another one. I don't know if I, I there's another one I want to do. There's someone black else and blue is there. Yeah. I don't want to say any names of ones. Cause until I've been to, is that the one? What? Well, you know, I mean, you got people like Dormisha in New York. Yeah. Derek Grant's in New York. And yeah. Like, how cool would it be to do? See, this is the thing. I say these Omar. things and then they pop. Someone, Omar. Oh, my God. I love Omar. So, Omar was doing something recently and we went to go see him and he brought me up on his nice. on stage to go improv with, which is something I don't get to do a lot and yeah. I really, really love. Omar Edwards said to me, at this, I got to teach at the last St. Louis Tap Festival. Mm-hmm. And all, What year was that? Uh, God, Stacy, four years ago? For what? St. Louis? St. Louis? 2015. Okay. That goes fast. Yeah. And I was with Omar at, at that night. It was the first time I had to dance on stage with live music, my own thing, and improv and blah, blah, blah. Right. At a festival I didn't know. They told me, at the, you know, a lot of things. It was hectic. You know, it was hectic. Yeah. The last one, we lost Professor Reed. All. Yeah. So, and I did. It was great. Um, but afterwards, Omar said to me, was that Ography? I said, yeah. He says, why don't you improv? I said, well, it's just not something that I did. And I want to do more of it. Don't, don't you know, I got Barbara Duffy's book. Um, we run an improv jam session every June now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to bring live music into it. It's all important to me. Just not something that was part of my experience. So I want to have more of it. I really want to. <laughs> I really want to get to improv at the Tap Family Reunion one year. Yeah. They do an improv on Sundays, like a jam session. Yeah. But Omar said to me, um, "I'm not a very flashy tap dancer. My thing is musicality, simplicity. You know." Like that kind of thing. So I don't really think I'm ever going to do this so great in a jam circle, right? Because I'm not flashy. But what he said to me was, this is what I thought then, yeah. not now. What he said to me was, it's not about the flash. It's about no. keeping time. Yeah. The game is keeping time. Yep. And once he said that to me, there was like some weight You're a drummer. Lifted. Yeah, of course, of course. But there was some weight that was lifted off of me that made me mm-hmm. feel a little bit better about doing that in the future. For sure. You know, especially to get to, to, to have someone, again, like Omar said, it's, it's one thing when someone says something to you. It's another thing when a certain someone says something to you. Right. For some reason, it just lands differently. Well, I had Gregory Hines observe one of my classes, and he was like, yeah. I like what you were right. doing, how you got them listening to the rhythm. And yeah. He, like, I don't remember the whole thing about what he said, but it was something around, like, around that idea, and he's, he said he appreciated how, what I was doing with them. And just that little nod. Was, yeah. was enough to, for me to go, okay, I'm on to something then. That's good. Yeah, All it's right. a great feel. I've had a couple of times with someone yeah. who I looked up to walked into class and then said yeah. something nice to me afterwards. I was like, wow, um, okay, that makes me feel really good. It, it's People said to me, Give me a compliment. And they're like, ah, oh, but you must get compliments all the time. I said, you know what? Honestly, I do get compliments often, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it makes me feel like I'm still on track. I'm still mm-hmm. on target. Yeah. Right? Because I'm still inspiring people to feel good about what they experienced when they shared energy with me, whether it was watching, right. uh, watching a class, watching a show, coming to a coming to a class, being part of something, mm-hmm. you know. So it's all significant. Yeah, yeah. I think I had to turn your Bluetooth off. We're out of time. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. The sound's back. Hello, everyone. Yeah. I hope. I don't know. Did you want to talk about tap? Can you hear this? <laughs> well, you know, like, I I don't want to get too caught on competitions because. When I was talking with Ricky, I went way more in depth than I needed to. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know this. What? I, I just, I, and it's not to say listen. that I, I don't believe in this or that. Like, I grew up competing. I grew up competing since I was a little kid. I, I teach 
people solos and yeah. groups yeah, absolutely that go to competitions Com- i'm not i'm not dissing competitions no no not dis- not dissing competition all. you get out of competition what you put into competition that's first of all what what you if you go there with the intention the thing is of that having what i didn't get from experience. it was something some something similar to what you didn't get from it was the history and the the background of where it tap came from and all those types of things were and i'm not saying that that's the problem with competitions themselves that's the problem maybe with people that just didn't emphasize those things with us and then later on we started to dig deeper and we're like whoa there's all of this why weren't we told this well i was told certain things but maybe they didn't register at the time or yeah. i don't know and i don't know i just this is the experience i've had so but as far as, far as competitions go i judged competitions for 20 years yeah. i loved it yeah. i absolutely loved it but then it it's like Somewhere between conventions and competitions, I think something got lost. Right? Yeah. So it used to be about come together with other dancers and get educated further on dance. Right. right? And, 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 and now you're all in class together and, now, and you're basically in the same boat. Right, 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 right. It was this tremendous learning experience and life-changing experience, especially the first couple of times. For sure. And then it became a little bit more about now there's more of these things. Mm-hmm. We have to worry about more about doing a lot of choreography. Right? Uh, so a lot of choreography came into it instead of learning how to do new things. And then I used to do my choreography. I would put the techniques in the choreography. So I had to teach the techniques in order to get through the choreography. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then it became a lot of these things. And um, etiquette started to disappear. Mm. Started seeing people in the wings. I hated seeing people in the wings. Huh. Right. So that used to be basic etiquette. Now, whose responsibility is that to teach that? Some people say it's the teachers. I say it's everyone. I say the judge should say it. I say the teachers say it. I say the competition should say something about it. Sure. And make, you know, after this, like this, please, ladies and gentlemen, remember, part of proper theater etiquette and, and performing etiquette is not to be seen in the wings. Right. If you could see this, uh, the audience, the audience could see you. Totally. Right? So once all these things started getting out of whack, now people are talking out in the audience, even before phones. You know, we used to, our comments used to ju- go, just go right to the teachers. Right. So we could be a lot more... And they could still play them for the students, but you got you got to kind of control that they went through. Yeah, the teacher. well, then then as a judge, we started being told, "Listen, the kids are going to listen to these. Make sure you're careful what you say, and don't say this, and don't say that." So a lot yeah. of things started changing, mm-hmm. and it became more about a business than about the education. And right. it jumped from one side to the other side really quick. Yeah. Now I'm all up for both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that it can be both, but losing etiquette and you know things like screaming when a song comes on so that you're screaming for the song because you like that song right rather than seeing what's on stage first so you don't even know if the people that are going to be are going to be good dancers or not yeah but we're already cheering in the audience like wildly you're just glad it's old town road yeah right so all these things got out of whack nobody is taking it and using it as a teaching opportunity sure so it's just hard for me to be in that atmosphere anymore yeah now as far as the tap goes you know you, you always could get something for competition because you're getting on stage and you're performing in front of people and mm-hmm. that's not a great opportunity. Right. Not about the same competitions, but if people are writing online, I'm tired of everyone getting a trophy. Right. I'm, you know, I, I miss first seven. I've third. talked about these things. Yeah, right. So, I've also, I can see both sides of these things too, but it's just like, I feel like it was scored a little differently when we were kids. Whatever, whatever the case may be, if you're... If, but it shouldn't be the same thing that what we had. Well, like, what, what, I, I start to become an old man when I'm like, oh, this no. should be like what it was like no, when no, we were no. kids. Uh, what, it, it, it's, oh, I lost my spot. Competition. Come, come back. Yeah. It, it, it creates a false sense, sense of reality. Of calls... Everyone being great. Yes. Yeah. And when because... you get to college, there's a phenomenon now 
where kids cannot function themselves when they get to college mm. because they've been coddled their whole lives by their uh, parents yeah, I miss who just want to give them to everything. strong, independent, intelligent and that's, dancers. that's what happens when you just give everyone a trophy. Yeah. They, they don't learn how to function on their own. Mm. So, you know, and be responsible for their own actions. Sure. I would just, if, if when people <laughs> write online that they're unhappy, if you're unhappy, find other places to just spend your money when you do tap dance. That's I was it. thinking the same thing that's earlier it. when it's you were not, mentioning it. It's not a judging yeah, thing. It's not a dissing thing. It's not, if you like, feel like you need to go, go right, there, then I don't yeah. like what judges are telling me. Judges, yeah. judges Wait, are terrible. But then just go do something else. You can vote go, with your dollars. Yeah, go get a board and go dance somewhere. Just go do other things. There's other things out there you could do as a tap dancer. True. Tap dancers are very good at providing for themselves. It's a lesson a lot of tap dancers learn. Mm-hmm. Right? You provide it for yourself. And part of this may be part of that road is like you never were given the things when you were at a competition, so you didn't always win. And sure, then sure. boom. But Maybe anyway, I don't want to. <laughs> I agree with you. It's not a dissing of competition. It's no. There's choices out there. Yeah. Know what your choices are. Make choices that make you feel good about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad I had the upbringing I did, and I, I was lucky to be able to take dance classes where I did, and yeah. have a high level of you know teachers out at Larkin and. We we got really good. Wait, wait, training you danced at Larkin? Yeah. Okay, I think I heard it on the yes. thing that yeah, I've, I've always wanted to teach that. Yeah. Larkin is like this legendary, <laughs> mysterious place, <laughs> and I, we almost got it worked out this summer. Man, but we'll be back in three summers. Every summer we do it. Three summers? What do you route. mean three yeah. summers? Well, next summer we go back down to Florida in that route, and well, we're gonna have to connect somehow. Maybe on that thing. on that trip, maybe we can cross paths somehow, and then I can get an update from you guys too. Because yeah. yeah. I, I love that you're doing this summer tour every what, year. If I had to yell out. States that we're going to go through next year. Can you even do that? With Wait, how about, how about which ones are you going to next on this tour? On oh, this tour, where are we going? Where, this where are you off to? Come, come, tell me. And I'm curious what questions you have. Um, we're going next to Wisconsin. Nice. Then Chicago area. Yes. Then we hit South Bend, Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids, so it's Detroit, Indiana, Toledo, um, and okay. then back even further, Akron. Wow. And then Ohio. we got like one or two stops again in Pennsylvania, and then we'll be home. Nice. Yeah. Wow. All over the place. You're you're hitting all the road, all the all of the roads that require tolls. Basically, mm. <laughs> you're on the toll tour. Yeah. Once you start going west, like none of the roads have no. any tolls, and they all go completely straight for a long time. Last year we went to California. We were driving yeah. down in yeah Arizona. It's a great drive, and we had to keep going past uh, border patrol checkpoints. Oh god, yeah. what? Yeah, border patrol checkpoints. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Man, I, I haven't. I've never gone through checkpoints like that in America before. So wait, so as you're still in the states, you're yes. going through border patrol? Yes. What is that? What do you mean? Because exactly what I mean. They have stations set up. Yeah. That you have to stop your car. Yeah. Wait in line, what? and then you stand there, and there's a there's like a light. It's like stops you. You don't have to. You didn't have to take down your windows this time. Okay. And they hold you there, and I guess they run your plate, check your registration, make sure whatever. Wow. And then they let you go. What states are those? This was in Arizona, right? Arizona, New Mexico? New Mexico. Ah. Both of them. So if, even if you're like in the northern part of Arizona, you're still hitting that? No, there's like 100 miles from the border. Oh, that's Within 100 miles of the border. Wow. Yeah. Anywhere within 100 miles. The first one we came up to, I was like, did we go the wrong way? Why are we coming right. up to a... Where the hell are we? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Papers, please. That's a little unnerving. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Especially when you don't expect it coming. Yeah, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, what, did we make a wrong turn? Like, what are we doing over here? Yeah. It's funny. Wow. Man. Yeah, you used to just be able to drive, just cross a border, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so Stacy, did you have did you have anything that you wanted to mention? Did I have anything I wanted to mention? Yeah, that that beyond beyond what we've talked about already. Did you have I, you've been kind of helping to run the Instagram and and keeping the live yeah, feed going? Well, I'm glad I went over there because apparently Me too. the sound was off. Is it so it's on now? It yeah, I yeah, turned it off the Bluetooth cuz I think it was still It was on. Oh, Bluetooth. right, yeah. Before you got here, I was playing your buckets and Yeah. Yeah. You're playing the bucket CD. Of course I was. Bucket drum in volume 1? But yeah, when you do that when when those things come up, like I said, I listen to Trey. I listen to Trey's Dad's both albums, yep. Rasputin's Dude, Cash. Yeah, uh, Ra- Rasputin's Stash. Stash, which I think is a great name. There's, but it's four. Not the right name. there's four albums, too. Oh, oh there's four? I thought there was two. One of them is Rasputin's with an S, but yeah. I think one of them is Rasput- Rasputin without an S. There's, yeah, it's Rasputin's apostrophe. Rasputin's yeah. Stash with an apostrophe. Yeah. They told the story. And then the other one was Rasputin. Stash. Rasputin something Stash. No, it was Singular Secret Stash. stash. It's not a word that's in it. He's saying that Rasputin is, is singular. singular in in nature. Yes, it right. was a printing mistake too. Yeah, it was a printing album mistake. Cover, right? and then it just went with it. Yeah. Whatever, you messed up our name. We're just gonna keep. Just give us give us half off on it. All right, yeah, yeah. Just give us a deal. I don't know. It's, no, I mean, but I, I can't wait to like. Yeah, it's actually like I'm listening to it, and I know you know sometimes people will play something of their parents' band or or their friend's band. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like, <laughs> what he was playing, I was like, damn, this. Funky on like oh, an Earth, jamming. Wind, and Fire yeah, yeah, level, yeah, like they're exactly. solid. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just some Chicago, like yeah, funky, awesome, it. and it has horns and everything else. Uh-huh. Like it, it sounds like a fairly large band, man. So yeah, the only thing I want to say I thought of mm-hmm. is go to tapdance.ticketleap.com. Yes. yes, that's where most of our events are now. And you just that's did one only yesterday, ones that right? We collect for so some of those events will not be on there. So if you go to Anthony's professional page mm-hmm. on Facebook, yeah, the other events will be there. I'm going to make events for them like later today or something. But we will be at um, Denise Caston's new place in oh, Detroit yeah. called Tap Dance Detroit. Yeah, and, shout out to Dave. Yeah. So you do you know? Do you have dates for those already booked and everything? Yeah, she'll grab them. Sweet. Oh, while she's doing that, I've got. I brought. I brought you all a, a little something for your road oh, trip. Nice. I, I, I got some hard copies for I you. It. I love getting. Hard. I want that movie trays in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rise and fall of Miss Thang. Yeah, I want to see that. Well, I really not only want to see that. Dormisha's in it. There's like Dormisha's in it too. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see this. Starina's in I had it. no idea. I, you know what? I vaguely remember whispers of that, and then it yeah. came up again. I'm like. Oh, you need to see that. It yeah, we never got to see it. It came out when I lived in Chicago. So. I didn't see it either. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, each. I, I'm not sure which one I'm going to play on this episode. I, I'm not sure what song is going to lead us in yet. I'm, we're going to have to come up with something. You know what? No. Actually, we created something before. We created we yeah. were drumming. We, we did a little jam. I don't know if it grooved or not. I don't know if it grooved, it grooved. or not. Oh, I did my groove. best on the spot. If, if we haven't already played it, we're going to play it at some point in Dude, this episode. Re- that, so check this out. So we, we did a show called Sounds of a Tap Life, right? Yeah. Um, which is you could see on, on YouTube. There's, I think it's, it's easy. To, it's like tiny.cc slash homecoming. Oh. Or tiny.cc slash take two. Okay. It's one or the other. There was two versions. We did two versions. Yeah. And I found this this, this group, because I like to use music that's not really popular. Uh, I found this group called Luminaries. 
Luminaries. Not the Luminaires. No. Luminaries. Okay. They have an album called One. They have another one called Take Flight or Taking Flight. And I love their music and I love the message. And I felt a similar vibe, music message in Ricky's music and mm-hmm. in Andy and Andy's, right? Yeah. And a One. My brother. How do you spell it? A N D A O N E. And a One. Yeah. Because when you said it on the podcast, I didn't, I couldn't find it. I was trying different ways. And it's one word. Yeah, I know that now. I figured it out. But had I known, I would have brought one of his CDs too. He's got, he's got one of the. I, I mean, well, you're on you the road. Are we going to Forty Second Street tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll he's in it. Bring one later. Yeah. yeah. Do you have one? Do you have one when you go home? Uh, if you do, bring it later because I'd love to have it. I love, I love having it. I stuff. can send it to you either way. I'll, I love I'll it. mail it to you if I don't because I don't, I don't think I have any at home right now. But right. I do have them in our storage unit for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I forgot one. I definitely want one of those. We I love definitely that have some. Yeah, I totally want that. I totally want that. Stacey, yeah. did you get the? Yeah. Do you find the dates? All of our dates. We'll throw a few I'll, out. Yeah, throw a few out. Well, the Tap Dance Detroit one is August 24th. Nice. Um, there's an intermediate class at 4 o'clock and an advanced class at 5.30. All right. Um, yeah, I mean. Where else are you going? Where, what else do you have on there? Well, there's, um, we're at Jay Fagan's studio where he is, but it's just a pop-up On the class. 15th? It, yeah. On the 15th of August, and, and that's in the morning. Is that your next class on the tour? No. Oh. We have some stuff on Sunday at a specific studio. Sunday so the eleventh. Like Ooh, don't tell anyone where that is. Yeah. Don't let them see the calendar. <laughs> but we do have an awesome pop up class on the twelfth in um, Wisconsin. Scotty. Outside right. of Milwaukee. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's a little bit of a drive from here. That's probably like five hours from the yeah. Twin Cities. And then we're gonna go we're visit my buddy in, Dale. Well, but we're stopping in Lacrosse to visit with Misty Lowen, and we're gonna see uh, Mark Yonnelly tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah. Which I've never met, so I'm excited early. about that. Hey, say hello to him for me. Yeah, we we, we heard the podcast. That was he, great. He recorded it at the dancing fair. Yeah. yeah. Where you just went that today. Yeah. So how was that for you all? That, that, that was trip great. to the fair. That was great. I haven't seen Matt in what we've decided like twenty something like twenty years. Man, that's too long. I know, I know. It's, I feel like a couple months go by and I'm like, man, I haven't seen Matt in a while. Yeah, he he kind of he kind of sizes up for some well, new shoes. Well, he's in your so, backyard. You can, um, you can right. do that. I mean, I it's amazing. You can sit there. He'll he'll fit your foot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was nice to see him again. It's great. He he and I have the same shoe size, so I, I just get lucky because ah. he'll make a prototype wow. and then he'll build it to his own feet, That's so that it, <laughs> and then they just I've happen always, to fit me. Yeah, I've, I've forever I've spoken about man, or forever ago I talked about. Yeah, I wanted to do a shoe, but I wanted to do something for kids. Yeah, want, I wanted something for the everybody. You know, people make shoes for like when they're like teenagers and older. Yeah, I wanted to do something for the younger ones to get excited about shoes and like think about the way that you could build them to help the shoe create positive kind of um technique right yeah yeah Yeah. i wonder if one could build a shoe that would be designed that it could be on a floor that's not ideal like you're well, on Matt a, has those great things that you put on the bottom of your yeah. shoes, like if you're dancing the at a parade. Taps. Yeah, those Instataps. Yep. Also, if you need anything out, if people out there need something really easy and quick, those Instataps are fantastic. Well, they used to be for, for snow. Dancing fair. Like they, they had these rubber things that would fit over your shoes, and then it had spikes on the bottom, yeah. and it was designed to help you walk in snow yeah, and, and you have tread, so you cut those off. What I heard, though, from Ellen Keen is that they that company that makes those went on a business oh really that makes the actual snow walking i guess part. there wasn't a lot of business so i don't well, know if, if matt's able to like even get the, up get him to mod them out anymore yeah but i still think that they could improve that design and come out with another version and yeah. i think they're onto something with that yeah yeah but 
The one thing that I do want to mention that I do every year that's important to me yeah, is tell me about this it. Lucky to Be Alive event. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like I said, I want to inspire people who are young and putting on shoes and give them things to do and, and help studio owners and give them tools that they could use yeah. to get their kids excited about tap. So we do this thing called Lucky to Be Alive where we dance on the beach yeah. in Rockaway wow. um, on National Tap Dance Day. Now, it might become start to become a little bit of a bigger event since... We started. We've always danced on May 25th. At the end of, yeah. On May 25th. Bill Bojangles Robinson's birthday. Oh, Bill Robinson's birthday, absolutely. And we give the choreography away for free for the material. Wow. And there's three versions. There's a basic beginner, so you don't have to be a tap dancer to participate. There's an, you know, an intermediate one. Yeah. And then there's the original choreography if you're a more advanced dancer. And we encourage people to learn the material, teach it to their dancers, or do it with their friends, mm-hmm. film themselves doing it, and then post it online for National Tap Dance Day. Yeah. You could also submit it. We work We work in conjunction with National Dance Foundation. Okay. Uh, shout out to Kathy. And, um, yeah. and um, Maybe Kathy's watching the live stream. Yeah. Hi, Kathy. And, oh, yeah. And Omar, Omara Floors. Yeah, right uh, here. Ka- and National Tap Dance Day. Yeah, we got all Omara Floors. Hey, can here. you hold this up for, for We the, got married for the on Omara stream. Floors. When Stacey and I got married, we were standing on Omara Were these floors. the ones right here? Those aren't the ones. We had some bigger ones. Wow. But, yeah, they're great. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to go visit them in Detroit. Yeah, we're going to visit them in Detroit. Good. Yeah. So um, it would be sweet if you live streamed or did something yeah, at the place that. and like. But the, the lucky to be live thing, we give the choreographer free away for free. Yes. We encourage people. You could you could post online and then we have a contest. Um, whoever posts, the, you know, we, we encourage you to go out into the community, film yourself tap dancing in front of people and yeah. live, and show the community tap dance, and then submit it. Yeah. And um, and then people could win prizes. Like Omara supplied us with a floor. Wow. So Valerie Thurston or Valerie Thurton. Val, I think her name was Valerie out in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. One floor. And our foundation, Tap Life Hero Foundation, paid for the uh, the shipping. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Like, She wins the floor and has the farthest possible place yeah. to ship it. Yeah, well, uh, Omara, Omara donated the floor. We shipped it out wow, there. Wow, that's and now awesome. She the floor. And then we gave out a bunch of dance uh, discount dance supply gifts. To Sweet. Kids. So we encourage people to be in, involved in that. And there's local ways to be involved. How can they find out more about that? Lucky to be alive is on our website. So if you go to taplifecompany.com, okay. um, you're going to want to go taplifecompany.com slash events. And it's going to be on the events page. Yes. And then they could click that and there's forms. There's also stuff on the website. Just go to the website and you get involved with us. And I mean, it's, it's easy. You, you get us. So yeah. if you just say, hey, here's my phone number. Here's my name. I want to know more about tap. I want to be with the tap dance, whatever you're doing. Yeah. We'll call you. We'll talk to you. We'll do whatever we got to do to, to, great. to give you some tap love. You guys are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be able to go and see 42nd Street with you all tonight. Yeah, I know. I'm stoked. We're going to go stoked. check it out, see Jared Grimes' choreography. Right. Your brother's in it? Andy, yeah. Kurt's he, in it? He's in it, yep. Yeah. Rush Benson's in it from here. Kurt was in Tap Dogs? That's awesome. Yeah, my brother's been really enjoying meeting some of these new people. They were they were doing rehearsals for eight hours a day for six days a week. For this for, show? Yeah, for like six weeks or whatever it was. I, I mean, it was... And then even beyond that, they started adding more and more hours. So beyond the eight hours every day minimum, they were doing so much more. So they put sounds, so much sounds into about it. Right. Yeah. Sounds about right. What it's about great. Savion's doing Tap Dance Kid at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. Wow. Coming up in September. So Man. if you're anywhere near that. And that's kind of what he got his start in doing way back in the day. I saw him and I he was, think. Alfonso, I, no, I he think took saw, over Alfonso's Alfonso. role. Yeah. And Jimmy Tate was in Tap Dance Kid. Yeah. yeah. Alfonso, the one who played uh, Carlton. On yep. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah, and Savion, I think he took over his role at some point when uh-huh. he left it or something, and yeah, I remember hearing the story about Savion showing up for tap class with cowboy boots on for the first class. He didn't on, even have really? shoes on. Yeah, 
then they Stacey finally got him some shoes. There's some great footage out there of some people that, when they were younger, even doing like different styles. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah, footage. Like right, you guys were talking about footage. Yeah, I love footage. I think footage is inspiring to people. I think the more people get to see, yeah, the footage, the more people we inspire. It's but like I transferring that. the footage, yeah, onto yeah. a hard drive. Yeah, because I mean, I got inspired because I watched Sammy and yeah. Gregory on uh, show up on TV all the time. I mean, right. I knew about Gene Kelly and stuff like that, but it was really. Greg and Sammy, who I think yeah. were the most influential to me when it yeah. comes down to it, and seeing them pop up on specials and TV, and right? So footage of that, if 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 that if people don't see footage of that like that anymore, they just see people kids dance on. So you think you could dance, which is great. See tap on that too, but it's the only place that you really see it. I'd like to see it. You know, I miss that. I'm happy about that up. too. I just I've never watched any of it. I don't watch. Any. I, it's I hard can't for watch, me to watch that, that stuff. stuff. I can't. I can't. And it's not because I don't. That I'm not happy that people are getting tap dance out in front of people. I think that's awesome. No, that's just, fantastic. I'll always I just, go. I just can't watch the the way those shows are. How they've had it And like I've been on TV. And, like I've done TV. When really talented dogs. people. It's, the way TV works in the in the back and how it's, you see it in the it's front. It's an is illusion. Just, it's such an illusion. <laughs> I just I can't. I can't. <laughs> we I can go on and on and I know, on for we this. Talk forever. Man, I, know we gotta go. I really wish we could keep going, but I do have to get back because I have to. We we have to get going so that we can make it in time for dinner tonight. Yeah. And I really like to thank you so much for taking the time and being so supportive of the podcast too. No worries. And you've, you've sent in messages to us and uh-huh. given us shout outs on the road. And I hope you can continue like on some of these other stops. If you'll call us like from some of these places and then yeah, leave messages along the way and then I can sure. put them on throughout the, as in future. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd posts. Love that. Check in, say hi. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Like hear, hear a little bit how the, how the summer tap tour is going and yeah. then. Get All a final right. report, maybe something like that. Cool, you got it. Sweet, you're, you'll you'll be like a foreign correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, That's thank great. you so much once again. Yeah, no worries. And thank you everyone for tuning in on the Instagram. Yeah, and if you miss the volume, the Instagram. Yeah, when the podcast comes out, you can just listen to the whole thing. Yeah, just so sync them. Sync them up. Yeah, the volume will be on the podcast. It was just some Bluetooth thing. There's so, a way to do this. We got this. you. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I just give you my left hand. That's not. Yeah. That's all right. It's good. Isn't, that, isn't good. that considered bad? Say say goodbye, Stacy. Goodbye, Stacy. <laughs> we got a tap dance together too at some point. That's right. That'd be nice. Bye, everybody. Once again, we'd like to thank Anthony and Stacy Lacascio, and you can find out more about their summer tap tour if you check out the hashtag hashtag summer tap tour. And also, if you want to check them out online, check them out on taplifecompany.com. That is their website. You can find out more information all about what they are working on. We'd also like to thank Ryan Grams at Uptop Films. And you can check out more about Uptop Films if you check out uptopfilms.com. We'd also like to thank Matt, Carrie, Nancy, Andy, Chris, Stephanie, Kristen, all you crazy people down at the Dancing Fair. Learn more about them at dancingfair.com or give them a call. If you if you need some shoes, if you need tights, if you need dance wear, give them a call over at the Dancing Fair, 1-800-637-6754. And if you didn't get that the first time, rewind it. You've got technology. If you haven't already, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We are at Have Tap Shoes Will Travel. Except on Twitter, we are at Have Tap Shoes because, you know, we've already talked about that. They only let you have so many characters. They cut us off. We couldn't have too many more. So there you go. Now that September is here, it has finally officially arrived. People are going back to school. People are going back to dance class. 
And you know what? I'm also going back to dance class as well. Monday nights, I'm going to be teaching down at Xenon. And that's from 6 to 7 p.m. down at the Hennepin Center for the Arts Coles Center. And that starts on Monday, September 9th, which is actually tonight. That's going to be tonight that the first class of the session is happening. It's a drop-in class every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. at Xenon, which is on the fourth floor down at the Coles Center. I'll be down there for their whole fall session. And I'm going to also be teaching on Tuesday and Wednesday nights over at Ballare Teatro, which is also in Minneapolis. And that's over on Minnehaha Avenue. BalareTeatro.com is how you find them. That's B-A-L-L-A-R-E-T-E-A-T-R-O. It means dance theater in Italian. All right, Ballare Teatro. Those happen on Tuesday nights. I'm going to be teaching an adult fast intermediate class from 6.45 to 7.45 p.m. And then right after that, an adult advanced class from 7.45 to 9 p.m. And then on Wednesday nights, that's when the adult beginner class starts at 7.15 and it goes until 8.15 p.m. And also on Wednesday nights, we have the advanced beginner class that happens right after 8.15 to 9.15 p.m. If you want to stay for both, that's great, too. You know, come come jam out. We're going to have some fun. I hope to see you there. All right, so we have some upcoming shows also coming up here in Minneapolis in the surrounding areas, but mainly in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. And if you have additional ones that you want to tell me about, feel free to send me an email. Rick at HaveTapShoesWillTravel.com is how you send me an email for that. And I look forward to seeing Stuff about your future, upcoming tap events. Oh, yes. Okay, so here's what I got to tell you about this week, though. The Rhythm Street Movement. Ricky Milan, he's been on the podcast twice. He's got a show coming up on September 27th and 28th, both nights. It starts at 8 p.m. That's happening at thelabtheater.org. If you want to go buy tickets, that's how you do it. Thelabtheater.org. And that show is called Waking Up. That is what he's been posting videos every week leading up to this performance. So make sure you go and get your tickets because they're not going to they're not going to last long, you know what I mean? They're they're going to sell out as we get closer to this date. So make sure you go get those. And for those of you who are in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, Buckets and Tap Shoes is performing at the Hi- the Hyde Center for the Arts in Chippewa Falls at 7:30 p.m. On September 28th, it's a Saturday night. We're bringing the party out to Chippewa Falls. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you get down there. You can get your tickets. And if you go to the Buckets and Tap Shoes Facebook page, you will find an event link right there that gives you the link and more information. It makes it really easy. What else do we have? We have October 3rd through 13th, Melanized is happening. Devon Suttles and Keen Sense of Rhythm are teaming up to bring you Melanized. That's going to be at Hennepin Theater Trust in Minneapolis, right there in downtown, and it's going to be awesome. So uh, the hashtag for that is MelanizedMN. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-Z-E-D-M-N, and you will learn more about his wonderful show coming up. I'm really excited to see that one. And we've got... October 17th through the 20th, the Twin Cities Tap Festival happening at the Cole Center 
On the 17th, we have the student showcase happening. And then on the 18th is the the professional show with all the different teachers from the festival. Buckets and Tap Shoes is performing at it. And then also on Saturday, Buckets and Tap Shoes will be teaching a class at the festival too. And it's going to be a rep class where we're going to be teaching some of the stuff from our show. Some of the... They, we're not sure if we're doing a drumming class for that yet or if it's going to be tap or if it's going to be a mix of both. I think it's likely that it's going to be a mix of both drumming and tap dancing for that class. And we're really looking forward to that. And we also have Dorrance Dance happening at Northrop Auditorium on October 19th. That's all part of the Twin Cities Tap Festival. Make sure you go online and learn more about that. You're going to want to be at all of these events. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's over MEA weekend here in Minnesota. So you, a lot of us have those days off anyway. Let's let's have a party. And on Halloween night, Sparkle Theatricals is producing their sixth annual Halloween event. And it is called Feed Your Head. And it's based on Chapter 7 from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. And it's a three-night event. And it happens on Halloween. It happens on... November 1st and November 2nd. So it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There will be multiple shows. I will have more information on that coming up, but tickets will be going on sale for that on October 6th. And if you want to learn more about what we've been posting about that so far, if you check out the hashtag FeedYourHeadMN, you'll be able to find some information about that. But more information is also on its way about that. December 5th through the 15th at the Cole Center, we have Who Brought the Humbug? Coming back for another run of shows this year. If you want tickets for that, you have to go check out thecolecenter.org. And it is also the Rhythm Street Movement, Ricky Milan's camp. He's putting together this show. It's called Who Brought the Humbug? It's a holiday show for the whole family. Make sure you check that out, thecolecenter.org. And when I say Coles, I'm saying C-O-W-L-E-S. That's how they spell it. I didn't make this up. So you have to write T-H-E-C-O-W-L-E-S-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And I've already talked about that too much. Great. You get the idea, right? If you have questions or comments or suggestions, please record a message for us. We would love to hear from you. Anthony Lacascio has recorded a few for us. We love it. And we have a few other people that have said that they were going to go record one, and they still have not yet. You know who you are. Make sure you go on there, anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel. Just as one long word. And on there, there's a spot where you can click record a message, record a voicemail, whatever, whatever it says. Record one, and we will play it on a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. And at that same place, if you'd like to throw a tip in the bucket, there's a spot on there for you to make a donation as well. You can make a monthly donation. You can make a one-time donation. But if you'd like to kick us a little something for the podcast, you can. that's where you can do it. If you have sponsorship opportunities, if you have tap events that are coming up that you want us to talk about, if you have additional things that you'd like to let us know about, we'd love to hear from you about that as well. If, send me an email, rick at havetapshoeswilltravel.com. And now, my brother, Andy Oslin, we would like to thank him as well for the music that he provided for actually every episode that so far. This is episode number 25, and so on this here, the 25th episode, 
we would like to announce the premiere of his new song, Music After All. And it's also available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And this is this is Andy's newest song. Here it is. We'd like to thank you all for being here. And it's been a wonderful week. We will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.
Have Tap Shoes Will Travel, the podcast hosted by Rick Osland, is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Anchor.fm. Connect with us today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.